Welcome back, Welton fans, to the Raider Nation podcast. I'm Evan Kroll, president of the Sports Media Club, and alongside Coach Daniel Bruner, I'm excited to bring you the ninth episode of the Raider Nation podcast. Coach Bruner, how are things going for you? Well, I'm just excited tonight, Evan. I'm going to be quite honest with you. I've had amateur hour going on with Coach Abney, and now I get a real professional on here with me to run this podcast. So, I uh, I kid, I kid. I uh, uh, He's off for the week. He's down with his family. He's having some vacations, some good family time. Um, I got to rib him a little bit, but I'm excited. Me and Evan have talked a little bit about how the uh, the podcast will go. And, and just to be transparent with the Walton community, I think this is, you know, a real good snapshot of what uh, our young men are doing, our young women are doing. Um, all of our all of our kids in our community are doing really good things. Um, we're fortunate to have Evan Crowell, who cares about athletics, who cares about uh, the sports med department, all the, how all these things tie together. And, and tonight's going to be a special podcast because what we're going to get to do is kind of showcase um, something that most schools don't have the ability to, to really do. Um, and some have this as a facet of their program, but uh, we've got four really talented young people that are in our program that really help our guys and girls get back to playing as fast as possible. Um, they help us modify workouts for our young people. Um, I just think what we've got going right now at the sports med department is kind of, it's just, it's just special. It's second to none. So I'm excited for us to do this tonight. I've had a great week. My family has been fantastic. My kids have been in camp. We're rocking and rolling. We've had a parent meeting Wednesday and we're back to work on Monday. So, uh, Evan, I can't give you enough positivity, man, about this week. I'm excited for Monday the 15th. Uh, this group has done a phenomenal job of meeting with me, helping me understand how we're going to get back. So I'm excited for them to kind of get out there in front of the community and explain all the things they've done for us. Um, but that's my week, Evan. How's your week been, my man? How you been doing? It's been really good. I got my license last Wednesday, so I've been driving around a little bit. Um, so that's been really fun. I have work in the morning, so um, so that's good. And I just got the new MLB video game, so I'm on my road to the majors. Um, I'm going to get there soon. Um, and, yeah, I've had a really good week. I've really enjoyed it. Good. Um, yeah. Good, my man. I love to hear it. I, uh, I, I, uh, I reflect back when I was your age, and uh, golly, my head was on my shoulders like yours is right now. So uh, just excited to be able to share this moment with you, man, and I know – um, we're going to be sitting here in 20 years and, uh, I'm sending you a message or a text and say, Hey man, can I get on your, your show that's on ESPN or something like that? So this is just, the <laughs> all right. Thank you. All right. All right. Well, l- let's hop right into it. Um, this podcast was really important to me. I was really excited that we're doing it because the sports medicine department, a thousand percent does not get enough credit. They're there for all the athletes all the time. They're with them at their worst moments when they're feeling bad, when they're hurt, and they care about them so much. And what they do is so cool. And uh, it really means a lot to me and to the Walton community. So I wanted to go over uh, with each Walton, medicine, Walton Sports Medicine member, starting with Dr. Hunter, or Mr. Hunter, about how they got into sports medicine and how they got here, their pathway to start. Hey, this is Tony Hunter again. Thank you all for having us. Uh, truly, truly grateful for this opportunity. Uh, one team, one goal has always been, uh, you know, our standard. So, again, appreciate it. But how, you know, how I got into sports medicine, um, my interest started at high school. I've always had a passion for science. 
for sports. Uh, I was a three-sport athlete in high school, and I was very fortunate to play collegiate football at Minnesota State University. And most importantly, um, being a blessing to others by serving them. Those are my three passions. And uh, when I learned of a profession like sports medicine, uh, like an athletic trainer, to allow me to embrace all three passions, it was a no-brainer for me. Uh, so I went to Minnesota State University as my undergrad. I double majored in exercise science and also uh, athletic training. I uh, was very fortunate in my time um, at Minnesota State to do an internship with the Green Bay Packers. Again, like I said, I also had the opportunity to play four years of uh, collegiate football. Moving forward from undergrad, I went to Ball State University, operated as a graduate assistant, um, as an athletic trainer graduate assistant, sorry, uh, servicing their uh, football team. But I also interned as a strength conditioning coach. And when I finished at Ball State University, I got certified actually as a strength conditioning coach also. After Ball State, I took travel across the country, literally, to Oregon State University. And I did my fellowship there. Great experience. And after that, I moved forward to Kennesaw State University. And that's actually how I found my way down here uh, in Georgia. Spent three years at Kennesaw State University, helped servicing their football team. Coach Bohannon's heading that program right now, and they're doing an amazing job at Kennesaw State. Uh, but I had great mentors there at Kennesaw State, too, with Mike Young and Philip Young, who are the director and assistant director of their sportsman program. Um, but to try to keep this uh, short, you know, I had to make a decision for my family. Uh, as much as I love collegiate football, it was just a lot of time away from my family. It really was. Uh, so this job position opened up, and I just thank God for leading me in this direction. And that's how I landed. And I landed in a very unique situation. We just partnered with Northside. We were in the transition of building a new school. So I, I, honestly, I was a kid in a candy store uh, to be able to try to build this relationship with Northside. And also uh, Judy McNeil, our previous principal, giving me a lot of luxury and planning our sportsman facility and also a, a very reasonable budget and furnishing that place. So that's kind of where I've gotten, uh, well, that's how I got into sports medicine and that's how I ended up here at Walden High School. That's awesome. Um, if anyone knows Mr. Hunter at all, you know he's super enthusiastic and uh, I never see him negative at all. And uh, I know everyone in his staff loved him. When we interviewed him for the sports medicine piece, every single one of his staff members was like, I love working under Coach Hunter. He's so, or he's so awesome. I appreciate everything he does. Um, so next up, uh, if we can get Miss Courtney to talk, please. Awesome. Um, similar to Tony, uh, I was heavily involved in sports in high school, played basketball as well as soccer, but much better at soccer than my basketball skills. Don't judge me. Um, but uh, I got into sports medicine with our athletic trainer. I became an athletic training aide, uh, similar to what some of our students at Walton do currently right now. Uh, kind of got that idea that's like, hold up, I can hang out at sports, play around, be a goofball, be a service to these guys. Uh, kind of get to have a little bit of fun and still do something productive in life and, and have fulfillment. Uh, my mother was a nurse, so healthcare uh, felt very natural, uh, if you ask me. So it was kind of an easy progression. So being in touch with my mentor in high school, uh, looked at some colleges around the area, went to the University of Florida for undergraduate education, 
got my degree in athletic training there, followed it up, went to grad school at UNF over in Jacksonville, Florida. And uh, that kind of led me into the mid-major small D1 path that connected me up to Kennesaw State. Um, while at Kennesaw State, I was there for approximately eight and a half years. That's where I met Tony. Uh, and later you'll hear about Michelle as well, but that's kind of where we kind of got our little, our clan of action going on. And then uh, Tony came over to Walton and kind of strung me along in good faith. And we've been, we've been hanging out ever since. But, um, you know, I think that's, that's the quick, quick, quick version of, of kind of how I got into sports med and, you know, sometimes people got hurt in order to get involved or they had an injury. And I was fortunate enough that I was a pretty healthy young kid. Uh, but, you know, if anybody knows me, they know I'm a giant goofball, kind of like Tony. I'm like the female version of Tony sometimes. So, you know, just an environment that I can really be myself and, and play around and be uh, a true goofball, but have that sense of purpose where you can really help and be a benefit to people and be a good mentor. I, I mean, it was the perfect combination of everything. That's awesome. Um, and I think next up we have Mrs. Goodchild. Mrs. Goodchild. Hi, Miss Michelle. That makes me sound old. That's my mother. Uh, I'm gonna interrupt. That is uh that is that is definitely Miss Michelle. And uh golly, I just I'm just laughing because I'm looking at you guys and all your different paths to get here. <laughs> because it don't know the podcast, we record this on video and <laughs> Golly, to see the responses, um, we're just so blessed. We really are. We're, we're in a very unique situation, I think, where we've got a great group of people who obviously you're seeing right now who connect beyond the level of sports medicine, beyond the level of sports and just humanity. And so um, that piece is awesome. But, Michelle, I know that you are a, a crowd favorite, <laughs> um, the parent favorite of it last night because I know we, we were getting together with our healthy roster and your QR code. Uh, I, I don't even know what to explain this as, but we'll get there later tonight. But you've really uh, made some parents happy because you can connect on a different level. So just go ahead and tell us a little bit about, you know, yourself and uh, how you've been able to do those things. So I'm like Tony and Courtney. I actually didn't find out about athletic training until I got to college. Um, my high school wasn't fortunate enough to have an athletic trainer um, during my time there. Um, so I knew I wanted to do something in the healthcare profession at some capacity. Um, after my first year of college, going the pre-med route just wasn't for me. My advisor told me about athletic training, said I could be a healthcare professional and I can sit on the sidelines of sporting events. And I was sold from there um, with the best seats in the house. So from, I got my undergrad at the University of Central Florida. Um, I got to work with their football team, their cheerleading team. Um, I got to work with Rollins College and women's soccer, and I got a great variety of experience there. Um, from there, I went to Florida Gulf Coast University. You guys know the Dunk City. Um, I got to work there during that time. I worked with their softball team and their baseball team while I was there. Um, got to go to the first... Uh, NCAA tournament with them when they were division one or just turned division one from there I actually took a little bit of a break from athletic training and I did dabbled in some NCAA compliance for about a year um, after that I got married and I moved my way up to Georgia following my husband's job and decided I wanted to go back into athletic training and Kennesaw State had an opening and I got to interview 
with Tony and Tony decided that I would be a good fit to work with the football team at Kennesaw State. So they brought me on there and I spent about a year and a half there at Kennesaw State working under or about a year under Tony and then he left me and I found out I was having my first child and then I said, Tony, I need a job. And it all just kind of happened that Tony was able to bring me over to Walton with him. So that's how I got started in athletic training and ended up in Walton. That's awesome. And again, uh, everyone has great things to say about Ms. Michelle that I've heard. That's a common uh, theme of the podcast. Everyone loves the sports medicine department and what they do. And they have just such a good spirit. And I think next we're going to move to definitely the most athletic looking member of the podcast tonight with a Walton baseball hat on and an Atlanta Braves shirt, Mr. Taylor Hayes. Evan, thank you for the compliment so much. I don't know about that. Me and Tony can race sometime. I'm down for that. <laughs> um, my situation might be the most unique, but uh, I ended up in the same place and ended up in the right place, I think. Um, I started out in high school playing soccer, swimming. I ended up swimming in college for a little while. Uh, I actually didn't know what I wanted to do with my life, and I was just kind of bouncing around between different classes. Um, I met one of my mentors, Dr. Armstrong, down at Georgia College and State University, and uh, he knew that I was a swimmer, and he wanted me to come in, and he wanted to use me as a model for his class to do shoulder evaluation. And I have very mobile shoulders being a swimmer, and he thought I'd be a great model, and I was like, this class is pretty cool. Talked to him about it, he encouraged me, I tried very hard getting in my first year. The program was a little limited. I didn't even get in my first year. He told me, stick with it. You're going to make it. I tried even harder, and then I eventually got in, passed my uh, classes, passed my boards, and I actually jumped straight into the workforce. I uh, ended up down at Fort Benning, Georgia, in Columbus, uh, working for the 1st Battalion, 19th Infantry Unit. Had a lot of fun down there. Worked for five years in the Army. Uh, I saw more strange things than you can ever believe down there, but it was, it was fun. I got to cut my teeth, learn the ropes, kind of figure out what type of athletic trainer I wanted to be. And then I eventually wanted to move back home, back to Atlanta. And uh, I found a job with Neurosport Physical Therapy and they had a partnership um, with the football team. And I was able to meet Tony and first day he was just like, Hey, what do you think about this kid's rehab? We talked about it. And uh, we just kind of clicked right off the bat. And then I got to be part of the Walton Sports Medicine family. And I'm very thankful for it every day. Man, I tell you, that for me, guys, is, is like really hitting the nail on the head is what I see is just a unified approach from our sports med department. Um, and, and the fact that you guys clicked in, in that moment when you kind of prescribed the, the, the protocol or whatever it was for that athlete, you knew that you and Tony clicked. And you know, I know whether I'm talking to Tony or anybody else in this program, you guys are all going to provide a unified approach for our kids. And I think for our parents, that's, that's critical, man. I think what sometimes we have is too many voices and not enough ears. And then we've gotten um, just too many chefs in the kitchen. And, and I guess that's the best way for me to put it. So uh, knowing that we've got so many qualified people around us, that just makes me feel better, more comfortable with where we're at. Um, you know, and Evan, I think you got a couple more questions you want to ask them. And I think this can kind of be generally speaking as far as, um, you know, the Walton program. But just golly, before he gets there, I just wanted to say thank you guys. I appreciate how you all approach this thing, how the family environment is. 
Um, our kids don't feel like, oh, I got to go in and sneak in and see this trainer or that trainer. You guys provide a, uh, a really great approach to, to getting our kids back on the field. And it's not about, you know, one or the other trainer does something better than the other. It's just we want what's best for the kids. And thank you guys for doing that. So I'm going to leave that there. I could go all night. But, Evan, continue on, my man. Yeah, I agree with you completely, Coach Brenner. Um, especially with them being unified because the special thing about the Walton sports medicine, I feel is that they're always pushing to get better. They're never content with where they're at. So them being unified and really having one vision, which is the best possible environment for athletes to come in and get treatment. Um, that's really special to have one vision. So I wanted to go into more of a generality, the most interesting part of being in sports med or the coolest part, and then also the hardest part from each member. I'll keep us rolling. I'll say the hardest part uh, for sports medicine to me is the hours uh, and having to, uh, having to adapt to every team schedule, you know, and always feeling stretched thin. But then on the flip side, we also have the heart to serve your prog every program to, to the best abilities. So it's a blessing and a curse, you know, because we're, we're trying to provide a service and a high level service for every program. Uh, but, you know, at the high school level, you don't have the same number of staff that you do at the collegiate level. So it's a little bit more challenging. You have, have to be creative. Uh, so I think that's probably one of the hardest things. Uh, secondly, you know, and I think I'm just kind of speaking from coming into a new program, but trying to develop a culture where we don't, be, we're not seen as the Grim Reapers. You know, I want people to understand that, you know, we have a lot of athletes within our staff. We were all former athletes. I understand the heart and the passion to be on the field, to be on the court, to be on the track, you know, to play the game that we love. And I appreciate that. And that's the athletes that I'm looking for that are willing to take all the steps necessary to get themselves back to what they love to do. And I just want to ensure that our athletes understand that, that we, when we see you, we're going to evaluate and we're going to work together as a team to determine what are the best options and what are the best techniques, what are the best approach to get this athlete back on the field as quickly as possible, whether that be in game time situation, whether that be for the next game or getting ready for conference, for region, whatever the case may be, you know, that's, that's you know, what we strive to do. Uh, the most interesting thing, you know, about being in sports medicine is being able to build relationships with the athletes as they go through the process of recovering from an injury. Uh, and see them return to the sport that they love to play. Uh, I love it, you know, you know, when you have an athlete that, you know, sprained the an ankle and they're, 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 they're devastated that they may lose two weeks. But they come in, they bust their butt, and then next thing you know it, you know, we're going to speak in reference to football. I see them run down for 60 yards for a touchdown. I know the coaches are excited, but I don't know if they understand that I'm actually more excited than them because I'm happy for that kid that they were able to go out and accomplish that, you know, cause it took them a long time and it took a lot of hard work to get back to that. So that's one of the most interesting and cool parts about the job for me. Yeah, I think that's really cool. Um, and it definitely goes two ways. I was there when they came in for national athletic training month and they showered you guys with flowers and pictures and all that. And, uh, with the sports medicine program, I just the bond between them and the athletes is one of the coolest things you'll ever see. It's one of the most unique, 
you relationships you'll ever see because it's built around injury and oftentimes it can cost someone a whole year of a sport they love and that's what it's built around and just to see how unified they are and how much they love each other and how much appreciation they have for you guys is so cool i think that's uh spot on because i know all our communications and all our conversations tony michelle courtney taylor they're not always exactly the way we want them to go um you know i i want to make sure we're doing the best thing for our kids um and sometimes we don't see eye to eye but i do know i can trust our athletic trainers to do the best for our kids and um golly i just think of you know tony saying that i mean one of the one of the moments that I just will never forget and it was a byproduct of the relationship that we've got with Northside and our sports med department was um, our starting quarterback, Austin Kersey, goes down with what most would have considered a seizing in an injury in the middle of a game. We're playing on ESPN2. We've got, I don't know, five, 10,000 people in the building and, you know, we're trying to go win this ball game and um, we had, Zach comes in, who's now our starting quarterback and does a killer job. Um, but golly, we're sitting there looking at our senior quarterback, wanting to find a way to get him on the field. And, um, golly, I, I'd be, uh, I'd be amiss to not just mention our FCA and, um, what those guys have done for us and Mike Leeser and, um, golly, how I just, those guys have been great, but this guy's just side note, they put, they put my man, Austin Kirksey in a Jeep Wrangler. They took him to the hospital. They did an x-ray. Doc didn't even know how to work all the machines, had to call people to make sure he didn't break anything. They x-ray him. They say there's no break. There's nothing that is going to be done tonight that's going to be any worse than what's already done. They drive him back in, and his hair's flying around like, uh, golly, I'm in a movie. And I, and I, had, I can't tell you how many people I had called me that night that said, Coach, I watched a movie tonight when y'all won that ball game. And Golly, he comes back in, and he wins that game, and it's a byproduct of the sports medicine department that we've got. And uh, – uh, he rides in on a Jeep with no doors, no top. His blonde hair's flying in the wind. Tony's got him over there running around like a like a deer that's been shot. And I'm like, this guy's not coming back. And I'd be I'd be damned if he didn't come back and win that ball game for us, amongst all the other guys out there on that field. And so, you know, those are the moments that I don't think people, you know, always recognize and, and appreciate. And um, I know we we always can. Um, reflect back on things that, that maybe we could have done better, could have done worse. All I know is with our sports med department, they're trying to do what's best for our young men. And that was a great example of doing everything they could to get the kid back on the field. So uh, I don't mean to eat that whole period up there, but um, Michelle, maybe you can kind of pick up there with, uh, you know, for you, you know, hardest parts in sports med and then, you know, the most interesting or cool part for you in sports med. So kind of to piggyback off of what Tony said, um, the hardest part in general, I think with sports medicine is the time commitment, the long hours that we do put in. Uh, for me right now, with everything that's going on, the hardest part is not being able to see the athletes and get in front of them and just talk to them like we normally have. So that right now is what I'm really missing the most. Um, one of the coolest things about sports medicine and my favorite thing is working in the trenches with the athletes that are injured and you're going through everything that they're feeling on a daily basis and then you get to go see them when they get back onto the field and then they do they perform whether it's a touchdown or they caught the ball or 
you know, they got a goal or something from another sport or they got a home run and you get to see that and you get to experience it with them because you were in the trenches at the very beginning with them. So that's my favorite part about it. I mean, that's, again, I think just, I hope the parents that are tuning in now and listening understand that, you know, and it's kind of Tony hit it, you know, they're not the Grim Reaper. They're here to help our young people get back on the field and, and get back to sports as soon as possible. Um, sometimes we don't hear what we want to hear. <laughs> but that's tough. And so for us, I think it's digesting that information um, and trying to move forward. And um, I know we've got some of the best tools and, uh, you know, golly, from our 4,600 square foot weight room to the facility that Tony mentioned earlier. Um, I know when we're sitting in the weight room, we've got whether it's Michelle or Courtney or Taylor or Tony coming over, you know, we got to adjust the workout for this kid. These are the things we're going to do for them. And, um, you know, as parents, guys, I want y'all to know that this is not normal. You know, our young people are taken care of way beyond what most high school athletes are being um, taken care of at the level they're taken care of at. So um, please, please, please push and emphasize how much this means to you guys with, the people in your community, the people in your sports communities, your administration, your uh, county level, because I'm going to be quite honest with you and speak on a level beyond Walton High School. Guys, this is what should be going on at every high school. Um, every high school should have a, have a sports med department. Um, every high school should have a uh, certified strength and conditioning coach. Um, and that's just not the case. And we're trying to do everything we can at Walton to make sure that we're doing that for our young people because I feel like that's what they deserve. Um, you know, obviously we brought in, uh, Chris Romano, who's a certified strength and conditioning coach and has, you know, different types of Olympic certifications has NSCA, CSCA certifications. Um, we've got over, over qualified, if I can be quite honest with you, sports med department personnel that, that takes care of our people. So I just want everybody in our community to understand how well we are taking care of our young people. Um, and just, we don't want to take that for granted. We want to continue to push. Um, because ultimately what we want at Walton is for our people to understand that we're trying to make this thing, uh, when they leave us, it should be a downgrade at most places they go. Um, the only places it's going to be an upgrade is if they're hitting a, a big time power five school. And uh, I think the benefit of us is we've got, um, you know, I've, I've worked at the college level. We've got our sports med departments work at the college level. I think we've got a lot of people that understand what that status quo is at the college level and where we're trying to take this thing. So, um, golly, thank you so much. Um, Courtney, tell me more about your best and worst experiences and uh, fill us in there. So uh, we're going to, I think as athletic trainers, we're all going to have very similar negatives and positives. So I'm not going to repeat anything that Tony or Michelle said uh, too, too much. But um, I think one of the negatives is, is the, uh, the controlled chaos. Um, it's fun and it's stressful all at the same time. I think when you've got football, uh, baseball, soccer, basketball, wrestling, all in the training room at the same time and, and having to triage that situation. Uh, you you kind of get your blood rushing and pumping and, and you're running all over the place and you're giving instruction here, you're doing an eval there. It's thrilling and it's still stressful, I think, at the same time, which makes it a little bit um, a little bit unique. And, and I think that's one of the great things, too, is that no day is predictable. No day is predictable in any way, shape, or form. So that kind of makes it a little bit more fun and a little more interesting because you know what? You could be sitting on your tuchus all day and doing nothing because goodness gracious, everybody's doing well. Or, you know, sometimes 
things hit the fan and you've got to be ready to go and you've got to be ready to drive that kid on that, uh, that Jeep Wrangler over to the hospital and get them back, you know, get them back that same day. So uh, I think that it really does kind of get to a little bit of a thrill. So it's kind of a positive and negative at the same time. Um, but definitely the most interesting and, and kind of piggyback off of what Michelle said as well is uh, I really love the relationships that I develop with the athletes, with our student aides, with the families that kind of go beyond the training room. So I obviously love getting kids back on the field, but I think when they graduate, when you see them graduate, when you see them, you know, go to college and then have families and you kind of, you kind of create different connections and you have friends every single, every single graduation year, you, you know, I've just expanded my friend group by, you know, 30, 40 more kids. Uh, and I think that it, it really feels parental at times to really see those kids kind of grow up and establish themselves as families. And sometimes they check in on you and you check in on them. And, and I think uh, it's really special. And it's really a kind of connection that I personally love, um, you know, to even just to text them randomly, if you know them really well, uh, of our students have birthdays and, you know, just so that they don't forget that you still think about them and then they come back and they always want to see you when they're in town. And if they, if they don't see you when they're in town, you're devastated. <laughs> so um, I think those kinds of long lasting relationships are just really fun to see the evolution of, I remember when you were a freshman and now I see you walking down the aisle, I see you becoming a parent and I see you bringing your own kid to meet, you know, maybe get an eval or playing, you know, some kind of a toddler t-ball and stuff like that. So it's really, really just awesome. Right. And I think that's an underrated uh, part of the sports medicine community is the flexibility, like you mentioned, not knowing where you're going to go. Because being honest in the medicine community, there is no formula. Coach Bruner can sit in the locker room before a game and say, hey, we're going to try to establish the run or we're going to try to blitz them. Coach Abney can say we're going to try to get it to the post. There's nothing uh, Mr. Hunter can say or anyone can say um, to prepare for a broken bone. Or, like, there's no way that you can script that kind of stuff. Um, and everything and everything truly is different with that. Um, so with that, let's take it to Mr. Taylor and hear his thoughts. Uh, I'd say probably one of the harder things in athletic training is, oh, man, those coaches. Oh, golly. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding, Coach Bruner. You guys are great. Um, I'm on mute. Yeah. I'm, coming through the, I'm coming through the screen. Tell me more. <laughs> Oh, I gotta throw a little shit in. I haven't, I haven't had any time with any of our students. Ah, um, I'd probably say one of the more difficult things, though, is is giving bad news. Is when you have to tell an athlete something's wrong. We gotta get X-rays. We gotta get an MRI. You're not gonna go back in. That that that's tough. But at the same time, one of the things that I love the most about athletic training is seeing the athletes outside of the training room. And I'm not just talking about like on the field. I mean, like, you know, if we're walking down the hallway and they're all like, hey, Miss Courtney, hey, Miss Michelle, hey, Taylor, you know, it, that's awesome. I just, I love making that connection, like Courtney said, and just, you know, seeing them as people and not just patients. I think, you know, that's really what makes your role special and, and all y'all role special because I, we're dealing with a vulnerable population. You know, we're talking about kids rolling through ninth to 12th grade. And I, I know how how devastating, how much an injury, how much those things can impact their lives. And without having a, a, a support staff like you guys to not only take care of them in their medical 
uh, realm, but also take care of the mental aspect is critical. And I know our kids, you know, I, I, I've seen a change. And, and for me, what I want our kids to understand is that that's a room to go get better in. And whether that means I've had an injury and now I'm getting better, or that means I maybe have some modality issues that I need to get in there and work out and get better, or, uh, you know, my mobility is poor in this region, I can go in there and work on and get better. That, that's what I want the whole perception to be for a sportsman department. And it's not just a, I've got a broken bone coming here, right, you know, and get ice. I think what we've done and, and what we've been able to establish and, and really all aspects of our school, which has been phenomenal, but just speaking on sports med right now is we've provided a platform for kids to understand they can come in here to get better. This is not where you come get bagged and iced and sent off to the, the emergency room. Um, there's so many different realms where you guys can come get involved in their, their world. And it's a mental deal. It's a, it's a physical deal. It's a spiritual deal. There's so many different things that you guys do that I think get kind of forgotten. And, and I just want y'all to know how much we appreciate it because I don't know that all the parents understand too, that sometimes when their kids sitting in there waiting on mom and dad to come pick them up to go to x-ray, those times aren't easy. Um, when they're working through a rehab, um, I, I tore my LCL and did some other things. Mining. I know those are some of the toughest months of my life. I spent three months in a straight leg, couldn't move, couldn't bend it, and was by myself because my team was playing and I was sitting at home and they were traveling and so on and so forth. And I'm not trying to build a sad story for myself, but I just know what these young people are going through sometimes. And they need a strong support staff and let alone what they're doing as far as getting them back to, to work. It's, it's a mental piece and also a, a way for them to understand, guys, I'm in here. I've got a major injury, but I'm getting better today. And every day I'm going to work to get better. And that's one of the things that we're going to constantly emphasize. And so I appreciate you guys for helping with that. That's not always easy. And I don't think everybody always sees that part. Um, but just digging right into this a little bit more, you know, just digging into our community. We're going to reverse order this thing. Taylor, tell me, you know, a little bit more. What makes Walton special? You know, you've been with us. Um, you got the Walton lid on. You're looking fresh over there, man. I tell you what. Um, what makes Walton special? You know, and then, you know, what are some of the favorite memories you may have from Walton? I had to rip some gear tonight. I mean, it's been so long since so I got to wear any. Ah. Um, I think one of the things that, um, makes Walton community special is just being accepted. I mean, like I said, the first time I met Tony, you know, we clicked and I just started talking to the students and they're like, Oh, this guy seems cool. Yeah. All right, cool. We'll listen to him. And, you know, just meeting the parents hadn't ever met at some of them for the first time. And you just feel accepted. And I appreciate that beyond belief. It's hard to do that. You know, and it's hard to replicate that. Um, and that, that just, it, it gives me that family feel, and that's something that's important to me. Uh, as for favorite memories, uh, I don't know how many of you remember uh, old Luke Boynton and uh, his, his torn up arm that he injured in the Corky Kell game at, at uh, Mercedes-Benz, and uh, how many months he spent in the athletic training room rehabbing and just, just making his fingers twitch a little bit better. Uh, it, that was a hard one to see. But uh, I remember that one game, uh, we were in the playoffs, I think, and we talked about it. We're like, look, we don't want him to do any blocking. If you guys really want to put him out, we can maybe put him out. And Coach, you were like, hey, we'll put him out there as a decoy, nothing crazy. Touchdown! <laughs> he just peels out all by himself in the end zone. Boom. Everybody goes nuts. 
I mean, we all, we all made eye contact with each other. We're like, that was awesome. <laughs> I love it. I was texting with Luke earlier this week. I mean, golly. I mean, I think I just, I'm going to say hit the nail on the head five times tonight, if not 20, but golly, I mean, that to me is the Walton community. And, you know, for me, that moment, I'm mean, getting tears in my eyes because I just love the boy. I just love my kids. I love the guys that have come to the program. They poured into this. And for, for a young man who, you know, left football for a while and came back and came out and was killing it and then broke his arm in his first game back after a huge play, a huge play that most people could dream of having in their high school career, and then battles back just to get back at the end of the season. And the reality of it was that doesn't happen without Walton Sports Med Program. So, Taylor, I love the memory, man. That gets me fired up. Courtney, tell me your favorite memory. What makes Walton Community special? <laughs> no, this is a little more recent because, unfortunately, I was not here last year. Um, it was uh, – we have a fiery redhead on the O-line this year <laughs> who was dealing with some recurrent injuries uh, per se. And uh, we were well aware of his injuries. This wasn't the initial injury. This was kind of two, three, four episodes down the road. Uh, he goes down on the field. Uh, Tony, myself, Taylor run out there. Uh, by this time, he had already – kind of fired off at the other athletic trainer because the poor girl asked him what's going on because she got there first. And he had a total out-of-body experience because he didn't even realize who he was talking to. So so just that funny, you know, that funny goofiness of the athletic trainer took it, you know, with a breeze off of his shoulder. He was basically apologizing as he's running across the field that this poor girl <laughs> was trying to help him. Um, but it's just one of those things like, uh, you kind of get in the moment, you get in the heat of things, and, and you don't take things personally just because you know the kids really, really well. And then just to kind of see that switch flip in his head and go, oh, wait, <laughs> find out where he is, find out what happened. And, you know, we knew what was going on because we had been dealing with him for so long, and um, it was just really funny. I think he, he was giggling about it for at least, you know, the next 45 minutes it was one of those stories where you got to get on the phone and call Michelle because she was on maternity leave at times and at home because she couldn't be at every game and be like, you got to hear what happened, you know, tonight. <laughs> one of those stories you got to get back to the training room and giggle about and talk about for weeks. So that was one of my favorite moments uh, during our football games this season. And, and so, uh, you know, kind of, I think a part of that favorite memory and kind of what I hear tonight and I kind of get referenced in situations that I've never been in. And I think that's one of my favorite things about, I think, the Walton communities. They think I've already been here. That, you know, I, I fit in kind of seamlessly with the staff that sometimes they go, remember last year when we da-da-da-da-da? And I go, guys, I got here in June. No, I have no clue what happened last year. So it, it was one of those things. Like, sometimes they tell stories like I know all about it. And you're like, guys, remember, this is my first year. Like, I just met you a couple of months ago. But I, I fit so well in with them. And, and they're so comfortable, I think, with, just like you said, our whole staff, that it feels like we've been there for years. That's awesome. I, 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 I got to say, Taylor, I mean, Evan, I, Courtney, I forgot that you haven't been here for the last three years with us after last year. <laughs> it's so funny you said that because I do. I'm like, I, I, don't know, I just thought everybody's been with us the whole ride, you know? Exactly, exactly. Everything just has that family feel. You're 100% right. Yeah, I agree. And you kind of touched on it there a little bit, but another cool component to the sports med uh, program that we haven't touched on yet 
is the involvement of students that get to go in it. If they have an interest in sports med, they can take Mr. Hunter's class and learn a little bit about it. And then if they enjoy it, they can go even further. They will attend all the practices, all the games. They'll get real hands-on experience. And it's really cool. I know a couple of people that are in the program. They really love it. And it's really beneficial to them, especially if they choose to go on with it in college. And then professionally, they're already ahead of the game um, and the staff set them up for it. Um, so with that, if we can take it to Ms. Michelle. All right, so what I think is really special about the Walton community is their acceptance. They accepted me and my family in on the first day. I remember I was on my first maternity leave and it was picture day my first year and I had to bring little Gabby and Mrs. Langell just said, I got her, go do what you need. She's great, she's good and just took care of her for me so I could do whatever I needed to get done that day. And I had never met her before. Um, so they're very, they're very accepting and they just accepted me and my family. And I have quite a few favorite memories um, from Walton in the last two years. One of my favorites and with what is so special about Walton is in my first year, they deemed my daughter Gabby the playoff baby for the spring. And she had to be at every playoff baseball game, every playoff lacrosse game. And every time she came in, the students would get so excited that the playoff baby was here. And being my first year at Walton, that just made me really feel a part of the family and seeing them how they took my oldest daughter and just made, it, made her a part of the family as well. And then going into this year with having my second kid, I had all the team moms making sure that I was fed well, like I had everything I needed on the side of the football um, sidelines. They just always made sure I was taken care of while I was taking care of their kids. And then they blessed me with gifts for both of my daughters when they were born. And it was just really something cool to be like to experience how how accepting and how much I have become part of the Walton family in such a short time. Um, as far as favorite memories, two of my favorites is one is that North Gwinnett game with Austin Kurtzy. It was my first game back coming out of maternity leave. It was straight into an ESPN game. And boy, was my adrenaline pumping that whole game. It's just one of those games that like, I can feel like I'm still right there. And then my favorite memory from spring has got to be being on the sideline with boys lacrosse for that state championship. And it was hot. And I had Grant Jensen on the sideline. He was throwing up. We were pulling him off. He was getting back into the game. And then as soon as the game was over and we won, he turns around and just gave me the biggest, sweatiest hug and said thank you. And that's just something that I will never forget. Right. And I feel like once you're a Raider, um, you're always a Raider. And um the community is so awesome. They support everyone, even if they're not necessarily a Raider. Like you told the story about your daughter, who's not even in high school, not even in elementary school, though she may be now. But the way that um, we treat each other in the community, we're one big family. We really are. And that is what separates the whole community to me. And I think it's so special and different from other places. So lastly, if we could get some thoughts from Coach Hunter. Uh, man, following the, following these three is very challenging. I, I like going first. Just want y'all to know. Uh, <laughs> with that being said, um, special about this community, uh, one of the things I've observed and noticed is 
this community at Walton is very supportive and very resourceful uh, in regards to their focus and providing the best opportunity for all our students. Obviously, we're talking specifically student athletes, but just in general, just my first time walking into Walton and not realizing that the ladies working at the front desk actually aren't full-time staff, like they're volunteers or I'm walking down the hall and one of the football moms come like, hey, you know, I just want to remind you that we're printing papers. And I'm like, what, you know, this is my first year at school. Like, what do you mean printing papers? Like they're volunteering and helping out with uh, printing papers. And, um, you know, before the games, the moms are there for the football game, setting out the meals. I mean, just little things that I didn't experience when I went through high school. So I'm very uh, appreciative of seeing this and very grateful of being able to be a part of this. Uh, also, you know, just like uh, what Michelle kind of expressed, uh, Walton has been very receiving and very loving uh, and accepting of my family. Um, everybody, if, if you don't know, I have four children, uh, two boys, two girls. And again, I, I sacrifice a lot of time for the Walton community. Uh, so my wife tries to do a good job of bringing them up there. And um, the students, whether it be my student A's, student athletes, or just students within the school, have always shown love, and I appreciate that. Uh, there's a video on Twitter uh, that we have on our account. Uh, I think it was during winter season. Uh, you had Kaysen Henry and uh, Jonathan in the training room just chasing my kids around and entertaining them so that I can take care of the athletes that are getting ready for the game. And it, I don't think those guys really realize how much that meant to me. Uh, for one, my kids were in all joy, but two, it allowed me to work and it allowed me to know that, you know, it wasn't frowned upon. And it's the same thing from uh, starting from the head. Dr. Melanda uh, and, and, you know, Dr. Williams have always, you know, expressed that family is important. So that's one of the things I, I think is most special about Walton Community. Favorite memories, man. You know, being here three years, it's, it's crazy that you can actually establish a lot. Uh, but I'm going to uh, try to change it up a little bit because uh, I definitely have a lot of sport memories. But uh, I will say uh, just within our sports med program, you know, uh, the students that I've had to, you know, get to know and teach and watch them grow. Uh, but, you know, coming into this year was my third year. So I've had the opportunity to kind of see freshmen develop into juniors. And also, you know, my sophomores or uh, these graduating seniors this year. Uh, just to watch them grow, uh, to see them come in and, and build relationships with my staff and enjoy being a part of the program has been a blessing to me. Um, I will say this is a little bit more professional, um, personal, but acquiring our new sports medicine facility has, had, has been a great uh, memory for me. And a reason why is not specifically for me, but it's the exposure that I get from my student aids for those for my students who are in the program you know seeing them come into the sports med facility and be exposed to all these different equipments all these different modalities uh seeing the enrichment of their learning experience has been a blessing to me um and then also for my student athletes you know um there was a couple things i know y'all brought up austin curtsy earlier i had to reach out to a physical therapist to get some equipment so that i can help rehab Austin Kersey the way I know he should have been rehabbed to get him back to playing after the injury. But going into this year, I didn't have to reach out to anybody. We were very fortunate to uh, have all the resources necessary. And just to be able to see my staff work with these athletes, utilize these resources, and 
you know, push on the time frame of getting them back. You know, if I tell coach four to six weeks, but we actually get them back within three to four, that, that's what it's all about for me. Uh, so, again, those are the kind of memories um, that I'm going to try to touch base on because, you know, I know my staff has already kind of touched base on some of the things that we've grown to love uh, with our experience with athletes. So, um, other than that, just to kind of harp and uh, just to, to, to finish up on the love of this community, I appreciate you all. Parents, I appreciate you all. I appreciate you trusting me and my staff with your children. I really do. Uh, thank you for communicating with us, working with us, and giving us an opportunity to be a blessing to your kids. Uh, that's what I love about the community, and that's what I appreciate from you all. That's awesome. Um, so our next topic is in response to a statement published last week by the Cobb Athletic Department about how fall athletics are allowed to resume workouts on June 15th, this coming Monday. And part of the process at Walton for these workouts will be involving the sports medicine department. So I wanted to go around and get everyone's thoughts about why they're excited to go back and how you guys have been preparing for the upcoming events. I'll leave this one off, guys. I think for me, what, what we've been blessed to have is a lot of great communication in our school. Um, our school has done a great job of communicating with one another. We've got a great plan within our school, within our, within our campus. Um, I want to make sure that everybody knows that we've been planning for months, for weeks, um, myself and, and, and Mr. Tony and the rest of our sports med department uh, have had plans in weeks, weeks and months, to be quite honest with you, as far as what we wanted to do and how we wanted to return to protocol. Um, I'm, I hate that we've not been able to get everything out to our people in a timely fashion. Um, but we, I got to understand we're in a, a fluid situation um, where things are going to change day to day. Um, they've actually changed from this afternoon till now. Um, they've changed now that we can, instead of having 20 total people in workouts, it's now gone up to 25 total people in workouts. And um, that is literally happened in the last hours. And Tony has saw in his face. He said, Interesting. Well, I, I was going to call you after, but you know, that's one of the things that it's such a fluid conversation because when the GHSA makes a decision, the Cobb County board has to make a decision and that trickles down to us. So I applaud Cobb County and in, in, in being um, very thoughtful in their process to return. Um, I want to make sure everybody in our community understands what, what I feel is at stake as a football coach, as a teacher, as an educator, um, whether it's favorable opinion or not, our young people need each other. They need us. They need to be back interacting with one another. We need social interaction. We need tough discussions. We need our young people having opportunities to be in an environment where they can grow, where they cannot suffer in, in any kind of mental capacity from mental frustrations and have nobody to talk to. I think we've been in a situation for weeks and weeks and weeks where there's some things that can kind of get covered up and covered up. But at some point, we're going to have major issues in our society if we don't allow our young people to have some kind of sense of normalcy. And so what I've I just got to applaud our sports med department for helping try to make this as possible for our young people as, as we can and specifically football players in, in the realm that we're working in 
Um, we're hoping that in the next two weeks for our young people can be the most normal situation they've been in uh, for the last 10 to 12, 13 weeks that we've been going through this process. So I applaud our sports med department. Um, I applaud the county and being thoughtful in this process, but I want to make sure that we understand that uh, things will continue to change. Um, but what, what I want is, is whether it's our cheerleaders or, or volleyball, um, our softball, or football, I want all of our young athletes, these fall athletes, to be able to get back to some sense of normalcy. And um, for, for us, man, I'm just going to be quite honest with you. I'm just excited for our kids to have normalcy. And I probably said that 15 times in this last two-minute deal, but um, I, I can't get any more emphasis on that, 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 that our young people need us and we need them. Um, you know, what have we been doing to be prepared, I think was the other question that Evan had. Uh, golly, we've been planning for weeks and weeks and weeks. Um, we've had 15 different plans that have been thrown out the window. Um, fortunately, at 8 o'clock, two nights ago, we've got all the final details that have changed tonight. Um, and we're going to adjust. And there's no excuses for what we're doing, but we want to make sure we're following protocol 2AT. We want to make sure we're being safe with our athletes so they can come up here and be productive and get better, but also not put anybody in harm. Um, so I'm just uh, – I just want you guys to know as a community that uh, without our sports med department, without being able to go in there last week and, you know, sit down with, with the whole group and find out that they've electronically made sure that we can get our, our forms done with temperature checks and all that uh, to make sure that they understand what processes we're going through and can kind of make sure we're being safe with things. Um, that's just not going on everywhere. So um, I know that for me, I'm excited for my kids. I'm just excited to see our kids. And I'm just excited for our young people to get back to some sense of normalcy. Um, and I just ask for everybody getting involved in this. Let's follow protocol. Let's make sure we're back to normal. So when we get to July, things continue to get better for our young people and we get to have fall sports. Um, but thank you, Sports Med, for helping make all this possible. Um, I mean, from, from posting signs and all the stuff that they're going to do on their end, um, it, it's just it takes a whole uh, village to make this thing happen. And, and I just want you guys to know how much we appreciate it. So uh, just to kind of follow up with Coach Bruner, one of the things I've been most excited about is uh, the big picture is just bigger than me. Um, it's, it's about the student athletes. Uh, it's about the students in general. So that's what I'm excited about to just try to, like, like Coach Bruner said, get them back in society, you know, establish some type of social life uh, outside of virtual. Um, I think we've all had enough of virtual meeting, virtual talks, and so forth. So I'm excited about that. I'm excited about being engaged with our community, being engaged with student athletes and being engaged with our student aides who are within our program. Um, I think it's important uh, at the end of the day in regards to preparing for this, knowing that, you know, there are some challenges and understanding the circumstances. Uh, I, I want this all to happen. So the biggest goal for us is just making sure that we, you know, cross uh, all the T's, you know, dot all the I's and just make sure we're addressing every situation to put our kids in the best uh, circumstances to allow for them to operate in a safe manner. You know, that's the true goal. So like Coach Bruner stated, uh, we've been meeting for months. I mean, uh, we've, yeah, we've definitely been meeting for months. We've talked about, you know, the best approach of returning back to sport from a physical conditioning standpoint. Um, we've met to talk about, you know, infection control policy and about how to sanitize the facilities to ensure, you know, that we're, you know, minimizing no cross-contamination. 
Uh, we sat down this week going over emergency action planning for heat, weather, um, illnesses. Uh, we've sat down and I think I actually put a picture on Twitter in regards to us just evaluating our emergency equipment, you know, just assuring that everything is working correctly. Um, we've sat down and determined how we're going to operate within our facility. And there's going to be some changes, unfortunately, but at the end of the day, those changes will allow us to be able to do things with our student athletes. So, you know, look, for example, we won't be able to have an open door policy. And that's unfortunate because that open door makes the sports medicine facility special. But uh, we still will be able to see our student athletes. It will just be by appointment. Um, and we got to be okay with that. We really do. Uh, but it will allow us to see our athletes. It will allow us to take care of our athletes, but it also will allow us to keep our athletes safe. And that's the big, uh, big point. So um, I think, you know, one of the things I will say, though, you know, having this time off has actually allowed us all to recharge. And I think that's important, too. Uh, it's definitely allowed me to have some time with my family. Uh, and it's definitely allowed me to have some time to grow uh, within my life and recharge and same thing for my staff. So now that I'm recharged, I got a lot of energy <laughs> to put off on these student athletes. You know, I'm excited to be in front of them. Um, but, and I'm sure the coaches feel the same way that, you know, they've, they've recharged, they've been built back up and it's ready to go. Um, trying to think of anything else before I pass it along. Outside of that, I would just say, uh, parents, um, I agree with coach, man. We've done a great job. We've had our zoom meetings between our athletic department to kind of talk about questions, issues, to try to cover everything possible. At the end of the day, you can't plan for every type of scenario, but you can address every major issue and you can also prepare for the worst is what we have to do. And I think we've done a great job of that. And I, I really want to make sure, you know, for the, um, not just the football community, but I'd had the opportunity to sit in, you know, um, with the football meeting with the parents yesterday, coach Bruner has done an amazing job of not just planning a program that will get his athletes prepared for football, but he's done an amazing job of putting the safety of the athletes first. And I think, you know, it's really important for me to say that because I don't know if I can say the same for across Georgia. I hope that's the case. I really do because it's really important in regards to us all having an opportunity, not just to have sports, but have school again. So again, I just want to continue to commend coach Bruner and what he's done. And also Chris, um, my strength conditioning coach and working with Coach Bruner and putting this program together. They've done an amazing job. Right. I have really enjoyed this dialogue tonight a lot. It's made me think more deeply about stuff and helped me gain a greater appreciation for sports med. And I think the last thought and last question I want to ask before we go into our closing stuff is I want to talk to Coach Bruner about what next week is going to look like with his football guys because it's not going to be – like every other football workout. Um, and that's, there's going to be different stuff. Um, yeah. So, I mean, Coach Bruner? For, for, for us guys, it's just going to be completely different than what we were used to doing. Um, I think a sports med department can, can detest to that. Um, for us, I've, I've emphasized to them. I don't, I don't foresee us having heat issues in the first week. Um, we're basing everything we do off of NSCA guidelines, which means we're at a reduced 50% load for our kids um i'm watching twitter i'm watching the guys that we're going to chase down they're not following that protocol and that's fine 
Um, I'm not worried about other people. I'm worried about what we're going to do. I'm worried about our plan. And I know the plan we've got in place right now is going to make us successful as the season goes on. Um, we've got a lot of things that we thought about. Um, I think for us, having vision beyond the next three weeks is important. Unfortunately, I think people around the state, people maybe around the country are looking at the next three weeks as how important those are for them to be where they want to be in August. Uh, for me, I know these next two weeks are important for us, but more important for our mental, uh, more important for us to get back in learning how to squat properly, uh, learning how to move properly, uh, more than getting a bunch of weight on a bar and squatting because we haven't been able to do it for 10 weeks. So I, I know for us, it's going to look way different. We're not going to have the, the intensity that we've had. Um, but for me, I know we're going to have the intent and purpose in our work that we've had throughout the last three years. And for me, that's what gets me excited. Um, I don't worry about us changing things. We get through June, everything goes well. GHSA has already changed things for this week moving forward. Uh, I see things that continue to change and adjust based upon those numbers um, as we move into July. So we're going to live day to day. We're going to try to be the best us we can be day in and day out. Um, you know, we're looking at 120, 130 kids in our program from 9 to 12th grade. Um, I'm excited about that. Uh, we want to have as many kids in our program as possible. So hopefully we can help imprint and influence them um, the best way we possibly can. And uh, for us, uh, that piece gets me excited. Um, it's just going to be a little bit of a different deal. And uh, we're going to bring kids on in uh, about groups of 20, give or take. You know, now the number's gone up to 25. So uh, our groups are going to be about 18, 19 kids. Um, they'll come up in a wave at about an hour and 10 minutes a piece. Um, the workouts will be constructed very differently considering this is such a team sport and typically you want to make sure that everybody's working together. Uh, so that's a challenge in itself. Um, but it'll be different. But again, I just cannot go back to the piece that I'm just excited to get back with our young men. Um, I don't care what any other schools are doing around us. Um, I know what we're going to do is going to be the right thing for our people in our community. And that gets me excited for us moving forward. So um, appreciate that question, Evan. I just, uh, I know what we've got going is, is a really good plan. And it's a, a tip of the hat to our administration, to our uh, sports med department. Um, and just big thanks to y'all for helping guide, guide me and getting our guys going in this process and um, really lead us in the next, next topic. Shout outs, shout out, shout out. So I want to make sure I give you guys all a platform. Um, we're going to work from Tony all the way down. So I've got you guys on my sheet here from, Tony, Michelle, to Courtney, to Taylor. So, guys, go ahead and just give your shout-outs. I know you guys all have different um, people in this community, different places in this community that really touched your hearts. I want to make you guys have an opportunity to reach out to those folks. Uh, I want to first shout-out uh, my wife uh, just for the fact that she has made a commitment and sacrifice for me to be able to provide such a great service to the Walt community. Second, but not, you know, you know well, second, I want to shout out our, our seniors who graduated, our class of 2020. Uh, man, they were special group. Sad way of ending. Um, I'm sure, you know, this is something they've already heard, but I want to commend them for finding a way to get through this. I want to commend them for the ones who, you know, uh, who have stayed positive and pushed and continue to, you know, be a support to their other classmates. So I just want to shout out them. Um, I love them. I miss them. I hope that they come back, you know, once school opens up, I hope they come back and visit because I didn't get the chance to, you know, properly see them off. So those are the ones I want to shout out. And I just want to shout out the parents. That'd be the last one I would shout out is the parents of our student athletes. Just want to say thank you.
man, I'd have to uh, agree with Tony wholeheartedly um, about losing that, that 2020 class the way that we did. Uh, you didn't, you lost the end of the year to really get that chance to say goodbye to everybody. Um, so I, I really, I agree with that point. Shout out to all those 2020 seniors. Good luck in everything that they do next year. Definitely come back. If you don't come back, uh, I will definitely be devastated. Um, especially if you're in town, like if you're not in town, we get it. But if you're around the corner and you don't stop by, we're going to have some problems, but, um, definitely agree. I shout out to my family, my husband, um, uh, all of my coworkers here, uh, all my coworkers that I've had in the past that are dealing with the same, same exact situation, uh, as athletic training, as a family, uh, we all reach out to each other, kind of, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? So, uh, big shout out to all my coworkers that I've ever worked with in the area and, and just really, just really thankful that we always get the chance to kind of be that family as well outside of just the Walton community. But thank you for this opportunity and shout out to you, Coach Bruner, for sure, for including us in this beautiful podcast. I appreciate that. <laughs> Michelle, give me a shout out. Hey. All right, I like to shout out my husband and both of my daughters for allowing me to do what I do, and especially my daughters for allowing me to take care of other kids besides them. Um, I can't wait for all of you guys to meet the newest little Raider that has joined the group. Um, she's going to be a handful, so I need everybody's help with both of those. Um, other shout out, I will get in so much trouble if I don't do this, but happy birthday, Walker. Oh! <laughs> Um, and just shout out to, you know, the coaches and everybody on the staff. I can't wait to get back with you guys. Thanks, Michelle. Taylor, what you got, my man? Uh, I'll start the shout out for uh, loved ones. Uh, my girlfriend has been quarantined with me for this entire time. She has not killed me yet. Very positive <laughs> about that. Uh, to my parents, I haven't gotten to hug them in a while since, you know, I'm trying to keep my distance from them and limit their exposure. But we've done some some unique uh, tailgating in our driveway. So that's been, it's been nice to see them. Uh, shout out to all of our seniors that I miss, uh, that we didn't get to send off the way we wanted to. Uh, shout out to our sports medicine seniors. We really miss them. They're the ones that we're like, ah, we, mm. uh, but shout out to our sports med students who are still with us. We can't wait to see you guys too, working with the football guys. Uh, we're pumped about it. We were just talking about it today. We can't wait to see you all. Here we go. I love it. I love it. Well, look, guys, thank you all so much for being with us tonight. We're going to end with one final segment. Um, final thoughts for the evening. Coach Abney is normally uh, the one that kind of uh, gets me excited about this, so I made sure I sent him a text this week. He's, he's off on vacation uh, enjoying his family and his young girls, so – I said, the only responsibility you got this week is to make sure you send me some final thoughts. And uh, he sent me too many. And uh, my indecisive nature, I couldn't pick just one. So I've got a couple for you guys. I'm going to give you a couple. I'm going to let Sports Med give theirs. And then I'm going to let Evan finish this up for the evening. But, um, you know, I think one of the ones that, that really struck with me is uh, don't hang your basket higher than you can reach. If you guys know in basketball, it used to be a peach basket. You know what I mean? And uh, my boy's been at basketball camp all week, and every time I pick him up, I'm like, dude, did you dunk today? He goes, no, nah, I didn't dunk today, Daddy. But, you know, I think he's hanging his basket a little higher than he can reach. But uh, I'm going to teach him a little bit about that. But uh, next one is 
if you're on a paved road, it's because someone else paved it for you. If you're not, it's your responsibility to pave it for someone else. And I guess at this point in our society right now, golly jeepers right now, that, that, that one struck a chord to me. And I think, um, I'm where I'm at because a lot of people who, who helped invoke, um, change in me, who helped me develop the, the characteristics and ethics and morals that I've got. And, uh, on us right now, especially with our young people, to make sure that we're trying to encourage those things with them. And uh, that one really struck a chord with me. So um, the last one I'm going to leave you with, guys, tonight, a Coach Abney special. And this one, again, is really good because it just kind of goes with the whole positive vibe that we try to spread around our campus. Don't tie your energy or emotions to yesterday. And I, and I really think right now, tomorrow, we need to, it's where our emotions and our energy needs to be tied uh, because that's where we're going to invoke change. That's where we're going to continue to make progress in our society, um, whether that means that's an injury, uh, whether that means that's something going on in your family. Uh, tomorrow's when the day is going to be better. Um, as I tell my kids, today's the greatest day of the week. Um, Dad, it's Wednesday. You're darn right it is. It's the greatest day of the week. And so I want to make sure that everybody's encouraged with that message that, Today is the day we're going to make change. Today is the day we're going to get better. Let's not, um, you know, whether that's an injury, and I think that's it's enlightening, and that's why I wanted to bring that in. These these folks that are with us in sports med help our kids see the light at the end of the tunnel. When they've had a knee injury, when they've had an arm injury, when it's Luke Boyton, who we mentioned earlier, had a hand injury, he's trying to wiggle his fingers around and finds a way to get back to play and score touchdowns in the last game of the season. Uh, guys, that makes an impact in their life. So. Uh, I just want everybody to be encouraged to make sure we're living in the uh, in faith and not fear. Uh, we're living in positive moments, and, and I think Sports Med really gives us a great opportunity to really do that as far as our community is concerned. So thank you guys for tuning in and plugging in with us tonight. I'm going to let Evan wrap us up. But Raider Nation, football is on next week. Unfortunately, you guys can't come see us. There will be no videos. There will be no pictures. Hopefully you hear us from the road, uh, 20 of us, but we're going to get rocking and rolling in July. Things will change, guys. But thank you guys so much for being with us. Evan, thanks for hosting tonight. Finish up with us and give us your final words, your parting words, my guy. Okay. So I sat here, and I'm in Coach Abney's spot. I needed to end it up, and I knew there wasn't really going to be a way I could top him because uh, he's very insightful. Um, but I decided to use this to speak about something that's near and dear to everyone's heart in America right now. And I feel like I have to speak about it because I've been given a platform, even if it's not as big as other people's, I have to use my platform. So I'm just going to go from here. To end tonight's podcast, I wanted to talk about the tragic death of George Floyd and the current state of America. What happened to Mr. Floyd wasn't by accident. It was measured out and carried through by someone who thought he was superior based solely on the color of his skin. This action didn't, didn't just happen in the moment, however. People do not become a racist overnight. Every day, people who base value on just a skin tone make a decision that takes them further and further away from good. It is these repeated actions that build up to a decision like the one that was made to place your knee on a man's neck for nine minutes. Racism is not a decision, it is a life choice. I encourage everyone listening to step towards goodness by having uncomfortable conversations, to listen and to stand up for what is right. 
I also want to commend every person on the last podcast who came on and shared their stories and helped all of us step in the right direction. Coach Bumper, Coach Reddick, Mr. Allen, and Mr. and Mrs. Stokes. To end with a quote from Ravi Zacharias, Jesus Christ didn't come into the world to make bad people good. He came into the world to make dead people live.